0: welcome to the stephanie humphrey podcast where we host new testament and old testament bible study sip and say with stephanie and this season our virtual lifestyle series presenting classes to help us live a well and healthy lifestyle tune in as we share the word of god what's on stephanie's heart and teachings from our guest speakers blessings Welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey Channel, the Stephanie Humphrey Channel, the Stephanie Humphrey Channel, the Stephanie Humphrey Channel, the Stephanie Humphrey Channel. The Stephanie Humphrey Channel. Go grab your Bible and your pen, get your word so we can go in and hear what the Lord has to say so we can be on our way and do what the Lord has said. And then the sip and say with Stephanie Get your sip so we can see what's happening Stephanie shares a song, her heart and mind The news of the day, the happenings of the time The The Stephanie Humphrey Channel The Stephanie Humphrey Channel The Stephanie Humphrey Channel The Stephanie Humphrey Channel Welcome, welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey Channel, and welcome to Sip and Say with Stephanie. Yes, I'm going to sing a moon on tonight, yeah. I'm not going to sing this entire broadcast as if we were watching Hamlet, Hamilton. Not Hamlet, but Hamilton. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but you know what? I will break out in song in any moment. I love to sing. I do not consider myself a singer. But I do love to sing. I will write you a song. You need a song? I will write. I will hook you up. I will write it for you. I am a songwriter slash like to sing. (laughs) We'll just leave it there. We'll just leave it right there. So, how are y'all doing? Welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey channel again. Welcome to Sip and Say. How are you all doing tonight? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing physically? How are you doing socially? How are you doing spiritually? How are you this evening? I hope you were doing well. I hope you your soul feels swell. That's all I have to say. So I'll quiet down, get to my nose so we can be on our way. Ah. So y'all, I love this. I don't know. I, I have no idea why I'm in a singing mood tonight. I was actually at my job nearing the last part of the day at my job singing. So I don't sing loud. Like I do share this huge space with other people. And so while I have my own office space, there are other people around me. So when I sing, I try to like, whisper sing or just kind of sing to myself but for some reason I was singing me some Bobby Brown. Who knows? I'm not necessarily a Bobby Brown fan, but I, you know, some of his music I I can dance to and groove to it. for whatever reason I was singing Bobby Brown this afternoon. I, I might need to he might need some prayer. You know, I need some prayer. So if the Lord put me on your heart, y'all pray for me because I need some prayer too. But sometimes the Lord will bring different people to my heart and my mind in various ways. Either through dreams or the Lord will just bring their name to my remembrance. Sometimes I'm singing their songs at like Bobby Brown, and it's for me to enjoy. But I think sometimes, well, I know sometimes it's for me to pray for that individual. And um, I appreciate that the Lord has trusted me actually to be an intercessor. And that I have intercessors all over the world praying for me as well. So anyway, not not that anything's wrong with Bobby Brown. All is well, you know, as far as I know. But I was enjoying me some Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah. At work today. Anyway, that was not, I had not planned to share that. Why did I share it? Oh, because I've, I've been in a singing, like for the last few hours, I've been in a singing mood. So that's, what I, that's why I bought my Bobby Brown. Out. So um yes, and so I've been in a singing mood. So if I start singing the news, yeah, just, you know, if you don't want to listen to it, it's okay. You can turn the broadcast off. Be like, I'm not messing with Stephanie tonight because she tripping. <laughs> I ain't about to listen to a, a Stephanie Humphrey episode of Hamilton. We're not doing this tonight. But anyway, so hey. It's a Stephanie Humphrey channel. Anything that happen. So I digress from all of that because I had not planned to share any of that. I'm back to how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I was singing at the end of the day that I was telling you how I was doing as well as I've been in a singing mood. So, you know, I sing often because... Again, I love to sing. I love music. I love the mood that music can put you in. It puts you in a Holy Ghost-filled mood. It puts you in a romantic mood. It puts you in a feel-good mood. Sometimes it puts you in a mood where it's like, "Mm mm-hmm, kind of bring up some old memories and you'd be like, mm hmm So it just puts you, it changes the atmosphere. Certain music changes the atmosphere. And so I love music. I love to sing. I love to songwrite. I absolutely love music. And so I guess that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good emotionally and mentally. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Physically, physically, I feel pretty good. I had my um, fitness session last night. I do it three times a week. So I had my fitness session last night and it felt really good. I was a little tired because my fitness instructor, she was working these legs out, let me tell you. But it felt good after I finished um, with my fitness um, instructor, my fitness routine. It felt really good. I've been... Y'all, so I told you all that I'm taking a chair yoga training y'all know that i am a certified yoga instructor and SEL facilitator and so they offered an additional class for chair yoga and y'all i needed this chair yoga right so i practicing you know yoga on the floor is difficult for me because of my weight trying to slim down and get healthy, um, but because my weight it has been hard for me to get uh, up and down from the floor to do some of the poses, and my knees are like they are, and so I have to roll up my blanket and use my blanket to support me when I'm doing, like my cat cow um, on the floor, and of course, when I'm getting down from the for, for um. Uh Cobra and some of the other um, poses on the floor, those are usually okay, but getting up from cobra or getting up from um downward facing dog like it can be even though that's more my body is elevated a little bit more in downward facing dog anyway it's it has been a challenge for me, so I have not been practicing yoga as often as I did before and so when um breathe for change is the nonprofit that i'm take that I take the classes with, it was established by an educator. Um, and so, so they offered the chair yoga and I was like, yes, I need this. I need this. And it has been so good. And I have appreciated every class that I've taken and every yoga pose that I have, um, experienced as, um, as I'm going to say as a variation of floor yoga, the chair yoga poses are variations of the floor yoga. And I really appreciate it and have enjoyed getting to, um, experience those. On my chair, <laughs> so I don't have to get up and down off the floor to do some of this, the asana sequences, um, uh, vinyasa in, in yoga practice. And so I have up. I said all that to say I've up my yoga practice. I've been practicing more frequently, and y'all, it has helped me stay calm and relaxed. And I so appreciate it. So I'm feeling really good. Y'all, I took um some of my chair yoga practices into my job and did a few classes with my colleagues. And it was wonderful. And I've been doing yoga classes online, like virtually via Zoom, but I was able to do some in-person, like my first in-person classes with my colleagues on my job and they enjoy the practice and it was a lot of fun. And so that's what we're doing tonight, y'all. I'm actually going to share Um, Some yoga poses with you tonight, some chair yoga poses with you tonight, just a few um, as a part of my personal self-care that I'm sharing with you on tonight. And then in June, I think it's in June, let me get my paper to make sure that I'm remembering correctly because I can't rely on my memory sometimes. Actually, in August, I'm going to be teaching a full sequence of chair yoga. I'll probably do a 20-minute or a 30-minute chair yoga routine with you, but I believe I'm going to sprinkle in a few poses before then so that you are uh, at least aware of some of the poses that we'll be doing in July so they won't be brand new, okay? So I'm going to start introducing those. I think would be good for us to go ahead and do some practice chair poses. So when the sequence happens, we can uh, be a little bit more in tune and on one accord. All right. Well, I'm excited to do that tonight. I don't have a lot of news tonight. So we're going to focus on because I was like, I just, I'm just not in a news telling mood tonight. I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm just not. And so I was like, well, you know what? We're going to do some chair yoga. We're going to do some a mindfulness practice. I think I'll go ahead and incorporate a mindfulness practice in. And then we'll do a few chair yoga practices as well. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. I'm in, and I think I like it. How am I forgetting the words? I'm in control. Okay, well, anyway, y'all know the words of the song. Throw them in the chat for me. Y'all know. I tell y'all, I can't rely on my memory sometimes. Y'all throw them in the chat. So I feel really good tonight. And y'all, can I just full transparency, just full transparency, y'all? this is Thursday. So last week and some into the weekend, you all, I was feeling really lonely. I was feeling really lonely. And I thought about calling up some family members and friends just to have them pray with me and for me and and just to um, get a prayer chain going for myself. But I didn't. I think I don't think I was, I don't think it was because I was, I didn't, let me make sure. I didn't feel embarrassed about being lonely or feeling lonely. I'm not alone. Like I'm never alone, Not, but just feeling lonely. Um, I felt like I didn't want to bother anybody. You know what I mean? Like I really didn't, want. like everybody's living their life. I didn't really want to bother anybody. And my family's listening. They're probably like Stephanie, but I did. And I actually, I was fine. I pushed through it. I prayed through it. I yoga my way through it. I studied my way through it. So I made it through you all. And I'm feeling in a better place mentally and emotionally today. But I was really struggling the last uh, last week. And during the weekend, I was really struggling with loneliness. And sometimes I I don't feel, I, I don't think I've ever felt loneliness as heavy as I did last week. Like I felt loneliness throughout my life different, during different periods of my life, but not as heavy as I did last week. And I, I know, I believe I know why. I'm going to say I do know why. Um... And I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm I'm okay with that. And so I feel at a much better place or in a much better place today, emotionally and mentally. Um, physically I'm feeling good. Spiritually, all is well and socially, you know, life is life is life. It is is what it is, you know, it's all right there. Nothing to write home about, nothing happening major on that front. But um yeah, I'm in a good space today. I mean, I know I, y'all, yeah, I do share some of my moments with you all when things are going a little awry in my life, or I need to reconnect myself to God or reconnect myself to my purpose. Because sometimes I do get off kilter. Sometimes life is happening. Sometimes, y'all, I don't watch a lot of news. I I share the news with you during Sip and Say with Stephanie, but I don't watch a lot of news unless it's time for Sip and Say with Stephanie or unless something major is happening in the world and I want to get an update about what's going on, like when um, Supreme Court Justice Ketaji Brown, whenever she was going through a hearing process, oh, I was in the news, I think every day, and listened to her trial you know, as well, um, Listen to portions of her trial during that time as well. And so I was like really into the news. So there are certain moments in history where I'm watching the news to see what's happening, to get me some updates. Um, but I try to not watch the news as much as possible. But with different things that are happening, especially when black and black men and black women are killed. Um, y'all are reported. I can't even think of anybody's name from from last week. Let, let me get it. But like those stories of of different shootings that was happening that I reported on last week. Let me see, because names are not coming to my mind at this particular time. But but like Kinsley White, she was a a young white girl, which you know, st- still a child, that got shot at. Um, we know that Ralph Yarol was shot at. Um, thankfully, both of them did survive. We had some cheerleaders that were shot at. Two were shot before getting in the wrong car. So she, so thankfully, none of them passed away. But. Watching the news or hearing these reports about different shootings that are happening, school shootings that are happening, police shootings that are happening, Black children, Black people getting killed. Sometimes it is depressing, but it's heartbreaking. It's like, will Black people ever get relief in this country? A whole other conversation. I I, want to answer no because of the history of this country. Um, built on the the backs of Black people. Um, Well, I shouldn't say the history of this country because the indigenous people were here first. So I wanna give respect and honor to the indigenous people, the native people that were here. This is your land, for sure, for sure. Um, But at the um, coming, um, as Europeans came um, into Jamestown, Virginia, bringing slaves with them and that part um, of American history, and moving forward, um, America being built on the on the backs of enslaved people, black people. So we have dealt with a lot of trauma, a lot of heartache, a lot of brokenness, a lot of racism, like ridiculously. <laughs> oh, I just sometimes it can just be the news can be too much, and so sometimes I do check out. I do check out I, sometimes i do check out but i can't stay there too long because there's still um fighting that needs to happen and uh we press on even in our brokenness we press on even through the history of racism and the current state of racism in our country we still press forward we still press on um, that was not a result of my loneliness last week. It didn't have anything to do with it, but just just thinking about the trauma that we experienced and the, I mean, just the ongoing, like, I feel like Black people are in a perpetual state of trauma-induced instances or trauma instances in the United States of America, um from uh, uh, state officials being recorded talking about stringing up a black person you know to the ridiculousness we experience through again police shootings and citizens shooting black folks and and different things of that nature i had not planned to talk about all this tonight but you know let's and say so whatever kind of comes out kind of comes out but it's i feel like we're in just a perpetual state of trauma and in this country as a black and brown person um and so yeah so take care of yourself you know take do what you need to do to stay sane to stay mentally well to stay physically well to stay emotionally well to stay spiritually well my to go is prayer. My to go is studying the word. My to go is worshiping. My to go is singing. That's what I do to stay mentally well and emotionally well, um, spiritually well, socially well. And then my uh, fitness instructor, Lord, have mercy. So my exercising and my yoga practices help me to stay physically well. Um, regular medical checkups help me to stay physically well. So I really am not planning to talk about all this tonight, y'all, but all of that helps me to stay well, because we, we this is holistic. Like we, we really have to be aware of how we are feeling from the rooter to the tutor, from the head to our toes. Again, mentally, our heart emotionally, our body physically, our soul spiritually. And then, you know, we are... Um, social beings. We are built for connection and relationships and make sure, making sure that we are maintaining healthy relationships. Sis, if he ain't treating you right, bruh, if she ain't treating you right, I'm not telling you what to do in your relationship, but take stock, take inventory of what's happening in your life, and if you need to get well, do what you need to do to get well, and I'm going to leave that there because I'm not telling nobody how to run their life and nobody what to do because I don't want nobody telling me how to run my life or what to do. I'm just saying be well, and I'm going to leave that there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. So look, you all. So speaking of well, speaking of being healthy and wellness, I told you a few um, Thursdays ago that I was going to talk about Black maternal health. And so I'm going to do that tonight. That is the major news that I'll be sharing with you tonight. I have some information to share with you about that tonight. And that's going to be it. I'm going to go through the chair yoga um, poses and that's going to be the Stephanie Humphrey channel for tonight. I know y'all are not used to that because I'm, I'm, I'm used to giving you some news, but it just, I just won't end in that mood tonight. I just wasn't, you know what? It's sip and say, what's that? What y'all drinking? So let me know how you're doing. I, that, what is it? 6.54. I took a long introduction to find out how we're doing. So you all let me know how you're doing in the chat, in the comments section. I ask you every week how you're doing because it's important for us to check in with ourselves. It's important for us to check in with our heart, for us to check in with our mind, our mental state, our attitudes, our thoughts. It's important for us to check in with our heart to make sure that we're not harboring any unforgiveness or to make sure that we are not in a bad attitude because of some hurt that we have experienced or some trauma that we might, that might be ongoing in our life. So just checking in, checking in with this physical body, you know, making sure that, you know, we we lubricate the joints through some stretches and making sure that we're keeping the body fit through some exercises. So just checking in with us, Okay. So let me know how you're doing in the live chat or in the comment section. So what y'all drinking tonight? Night. I got me some muscadine, muscadine. And y'all know it's alcohol free. Y'all I'm, not a, I'm not a drinker. But you know what? It's interesting. One of my coworkers, she um, got a new job, a better opportunity. So I was like, oh, girl, we need to get together, you know, get, get together, have some drinks. She was like, Stephanie, you drink? No. <laughs> but I will. I don't, but I will. And so um, I, I will definitely meet. We, we, we're going to get a group together. We're going to meet up for, for some drinks. And, you know, I I think I have had mixed drinks, maybe a total of mm, maybe five times in my life, somewhere between three and five. And every time I go out with drinks with the girls, like, I have to, and sometimes we have had, you know, co ed getting together where it was the fellas and the, and the ladies get together. Somebody had to order for me because I don't know what to order, child. I don't know, like, make sure it's not too strong because I got to drive home. So I don't, I am not a drinker. Like, I cannot tell you. Like, I know the names of some mixed drinks. I'm doing this while I'm opening my muscadine. So, like, I know the name of some mixed drinks, but not well enough to know what's in it. And so I usually have somebody in the group to order for me. And usually, what they've ordered has been pretty good the thing the one i don't know what's in long island iced tea but that was too much it was just way it -mm, it was too much i don't know that i even drank it all because it was a lot you know i'm gonna have to look it up so now i'm gonna look it up later to know what kind of alcohol was in it but it was a lot it was like too much and i don't think it's because they gave me extra i think it was just um because i'm not a drinker Anyway, y'all probably didn't care to know that, but you know, that's that's my business. I decided to share. So I'm drinking me some muscadine tonight. So what are y'all sipping on tonight? Y'all got some eight, and I do have my H2O right here beside me as well. Y'all have some H2O tea, coffee, hot chocolate. Y'all got some alcohol, you know. That's that's fine too. I'm not, you know, no judgment here, child. Ain't no not a bit of judgment here. So I done filled this whole thing all the way up to the rim. <laughs> Woo! so yes, I'm excited, So I'm going to take a sip. Actually, I'm going to take a drink of water first because I'm actually very thirsty. And so I better sat- sat- satisfy, satiate myself with this water. So I'm sipping on water and my muscadil. What are we going to toast to them? I haven't done a toast in a while. Let's toast to good health. Good mental health, good emotional health, good physical health, good social health, and good spiritual health. Salute. Oh, let me keep that close. Mm. All right, y'all. Let's get into this news, so I can give you the cheerio. I think I'm gonna try to get off by seven thirty. You all, I have never, I have never, ever, ever, never, ever done an hour show or less than an hour show, but let's see what we can do tonight. Let me get my glasses on, make sure I can see these small words properly. So you all know that I mentioned last week that April 11th through the 17th was Black Maternal Health Month. Um, it's an opportunity for those of us who are not familiar with Black Eternal, Black Eternal, Black Maternal Health to get um, knowledgeable, to get informed, to get educated, to support women, Black women, in their maternal health. And so it's just I appreciate the information that I, I've learned. I, um, I don't remember talking about this last year, or maybe I did. It's been so long ago. But I am not not a mother, and so I don't know what it feels like to have your body go through the changes of motherhood. But I do have all the women, uh, most of the women in my family have had children, and two of them that I'm aware of, two of them did have to go back to the hospital after they had their child. And one of them, it was very scary. It was very scary. And so Black maternal health concerns are real. Um, put my glasses on so I can give you the statistic. Um, black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. Black women are three times likely to die from a pregnant-related cause than white women. Black women are more li- three times more likely to die from a pregnant pregnancy, excuse me, pregnancy-related, excuse me, cause than white women. I think the number is 80%. Let me make sure I have it down. More than than 80%, this is just a general statistic, more than 80% of pregnancy-related deaths in the United States are preventable. Preventable. Preventable meaning they did not have to happen. I don't I did not write down the the statistic as it relates to the percentage of Black women who pass away from a pregnancy-related cause or concern um, that was preventable. I didn't write that statistic down, so I do apologize, but that's something that you can look up for yourself um, to gain that knowledge for yourself. But I did not realize until doing this how—I already knew— or understood that having a baby is like the closest that a woman comes to death um, without, you know, physically dying because it's just the the um, changes and the, mm, I don't want to use that word. I'll just say the changes that the body is experiencing as that baby is um, releasing through the birth canal. It, it's just a very... Um, from what I understand, pain wrenching process to get that baby released. Um, I have been in a delivery room. That was my first and last time. <laughs> I, I I am thankful that the Lord did not see fit for me to have no key. I'm just... so I have been in the delivery room. Um, and it, it it's you know it's it's it is it's it's an experience it's an experience so anywho the body is going the, the body is going through a lot of pressure and a lot of changes and a lot of um stuff i'm you know i, I i'm i am never i'm as that baby is releasing from the um womb through the birth canal out into the world And so even as educated as Black women are and as wealthy as some Black mothers are that have had, you know, had children, we still, Black women are still three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. There is a statistic that says that Black women, I did not write it down, so I don't know the numbers, that Black women are more, the most educated Black woman is, is more likely to die from even the poorest white woman um, in a pregnancy-related you know, concern, which I know that may not matter to you, but that matters to me because it lets me know that there is a disconnect somewhere within the medical field and the Black woman. I'm just going to say how I feel. it. I feel like there is a breakdown somewhere between the medical field and the Black woman. So I'm going to give you some information that will hopefully help you help us Support our daughters, our nieces, our granddaughters, our cousins, our aunts, our mothers, our, the ladies in our life, our, as they are getting pregnant, going through the um, months of the nine to 10 months of pregnancy. Um, sometimes shorter, we understand that sometimes a premature birth um, happens. but going through those several months of being pregnant, hopefully we can use this information and do some research for ourselves so that we can help our black, the black women in our family, the black women friends that we have as much as we can. And so these are a few things that if you are pregnant, family member of a pregnant pregnant woman, you can do these things to support that Black mother in hopes that she will not pass away during the delivery or after the delivery. And I found some of this information, like I had no idea. Like I I, I did not know that more, and actually I gave you the wrong, it's more than 80%. If I miss saying that with the 80%, it's actually more than 80%. pregnancy-related deaths in the U.S. are preventable. Well, that I didn't know because I really didn't know that there was... I knew that there were concerns about women dying um, during pregnancy or after pregnancy, but I didn't realize that this was such a heavy topic all the way around. Like, I knew it was a heavy topic with Black women, but I didn't realize it was such a heavy topic just um, universally with women. But again, Black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than a white woman. Okay, if you're pregnant, these are some things that you can do. Talk to your healthcare provider if anything doesn't feel right or is concerning. So I got this information from from the CDC. You got this information from the CDC. So this leads me to share this, or to say this, or to remind us of this. Know your body. Know your body. Know your body. Y'all know how it is when we. Um, perform our breast, um, our breast checks each month to ensure that there are no lumps that have grown, you know, on our breast or right like around our armpit, our underarm, and so, and so we should know the shape and the feel of our breasts enough to be able to detect. A lump or a growth or something that just is not right there. So we should know our bodies. Just y'all know what's coming to mind on the Cosby Show when Olivia she says, "I know my body." When she was telling um uh Cliff that she had grown like an inch or two inches or she had grown however much between the uh, yesterday and that day and that particular day that she had grown, because she was like, "I know my." Body, and so we should know our bodies, we should know what feels normal to us, what is normal to us, if you are a second or third or fifth or tenth time, mom, you definitely should know you know how your body feels when you're pregnant, and if something feels off if, if it doesn't feel right, talk to your health care provider and I know there's a concern there, and we're gonna to get to it. Know and seek immediate care if you are experiencing any type of maternal warning signs. I have a whole list of maternal warning signs that we're going to get to in just a few minutes. Share your recent pregnancy history during your well care visit. Share your history. I've had a miscarriage. I've had an abortion. I I don't carry to full term. This is my first baby, so I don't have a history. Whatever your history is, share that with your obstetrician, gynecologist, share it with your um, healthcare professional. Like if you're, you know, you might be going to a few different, like your primary as well as your um, obstetrician. So share that medical history, that pregnancy history with your healthcare provider so that they can support you. Connect with a support system. Like there might be a list of uh, nonprofits or churches or health care community networks that you can access through your primary care physician, through your obstetrician, gynecologist, through your uh, maybe even through social service, through the public health um Uh, the public health uh, department in your in your county. So there are ways like, you know, that you can access community resources or community groups that can support you as a first time mom or a fifth time mom or a seventh time mom or a mom that may have experienced um, a stillbirth or other, you know, concerns that happen during pregnancy. So join a support group if you think that will support you and help you keep you encouraged, keep you, you know, focused on your own health, your mental health, your emotional health, your nutrition health, you know, that if you feel like that will support you, find a support system that will, you know, that will give you um, the help that you need, the strength that you need. Also, there are health care groups that may be of support to you. You might be able to find a midwife that can support you through the process, Uh, even though you still, you might use that midwife, you may end up going to the doctor, whatever the case may be, but it could be a doula that can help you just navigate, especially if it's your first time, you know, um, be a first time mom, you know, that doula can help you navigate through the process of what your body is experiencing, the different, um, trimesters of your pregnancy, um. Um, and and such. And so, yeah, so connect with a healthcare support system or a community support system to to support you, you know, during that time, all right? Um, Healthcare, there was something I wanted to say about that. Ask your healthcare provider if there are other like healthcare networks or healthcare groups that you can join because they should be a good resource for that. Also check with your insurance because it's possible that your healthcare insurance provides... Um, um, guidance or provides access to you to connect with community groups or to tap into additional resources that will support you while you're pregnant. You know, you never know until you do your research it or ask. All right, so... If you are a health care provider, because look, y'all, I have listened to stories. PBS, I watched a documentary that PBS did. I think I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I don't know when it was recorded, but it was a young lady there and she was expressing. She lost her and her husband lost a child. They already had two, if I'm not mistaken. Um... Or they had one, lost one, and then had another one. But I think they already had they have two. Um, so this was either the second or the third child that that they were pregnant with. And she ended up losing the baby um, because and she talked about how she reached out to her health care provider. She shared the concerns that she was experiencing in her body, the pain that she was experiencing in her body. She did not feel like her health care provider took her seriously. And it ended up that she lost her baby, and I've listened to other stories where Black women have said that they felt their healthcare provider did not take their concerns seriously. For this mom that I was listening to on PBS, I cannot remember which which trimester she was in, but I it I I think it was past the first one and maybe a in the second or third one because I remember her saying something to the effect that she was like she was not she was in us in it was too late, not too late, but it was like she had been with this doctor through the process through this pregnancy. So it was almost like it was too late to try to find somebody else, you know, something to that effect. Where she is, she had been with her, you know, through the pro through these months of her pregnancy, um, and so she stuck with her. Because you might would think, well, why didn't she go to another doctor? Well, you know. She had been with this doctor for most of the, the pregnancy, and so she decided to stay with her. And so, um, but I've heard other stories of Black women saying that their health care provider did not take them seriously when they shared that their body wasn't feeling right or if they were feeling that if their body wasn't feeling right or if they were in pain, their healthcare provider did not take them seriously. And listening to that story from different women was heartbreaking to me. And I don't remember any of the women in my family ever exp- expressing that they had concerns about their healthcare providers. Um, so I would have to ask them to to understand or to know and understand their experience. But, um, but I've heard some, you know, other women just sharing this, um, and I, I, I believe a lot of it has to do with historic with history as it relates to black people and black women in particular, because the thought it was and still is that black people and black women in particular can endure a great amount of pain, definitely more pain than white women. So oftentimes black women are not taken seriously by their health care provider. If you can, I would encourage you to find someone who you believe will take your concerns um, seriously, if you're able to do that. I do understand how insurance works, your in-network, your out-of-network. I do understand for those who have limited access to health insurance or may not have any health insurance at all, and you may be using the um, county health department or another community health department in your um, neighborhood, and you may just you know, receive the care that you can, can get. And so I, I understand that I, I trust me. I've been without health care a couple of years of my life. So I understand that totally. Um, I wasn't going through any pregnancy related concerns, but I had other health um, concerns that I needed support in, and the local community health, um, uh, health department, the local community health center helped me out during that time. Um, with resources so that I could get the care that I needed. So I truly understand. And but if you can, if you're able to, if you have the the, the resources to do so, and you don't feel like your healthcare provider is taking your concerns seriously or is providing the health care that you feel like you deserve and need, then if you can find another healthcare provider, if not, talk to that person's supervisor. They have a supervisor. Or, you know, maybe there's somebody else in the office who can 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 help you out. Whatever, you know, just do some research and understand what your options are so that you can get the best health care you can um, while you're pregnant. So this is what health care providers can do to help pregnant women and in particular, black women. Listen, this is not even in the notes, but this is my personal thought. listen. Listen, listen, listen to that pregnant woman when she is telling you something is not right with her body. She knows her body because she she lived, she has lived with her body for 16, 18, 25, 35, 40 years. She knows her body. So listen when she's telling you that something's not right. Ask questions so that you can better understand what. Um, who this woman is, understand her concerns, understand her thoughts, understand, you know, her health history, who her. I'm going to say her nutrition history, her physical history, ask some questions so that you can understand her and um, be able to better help her and support her during her pregnancy. Help patients understand the, urgent maternal warning signs which I'm going I'm going to get to in just a few minutes help them to understand those urgent maternal warning signs y'all I didn't even I didn't even know But we're going to talk about it. So help her understand that there are some warning signs that she needs to look out for while she's pregnant, during the pregnancy, and then up to a year after. I didn't even know that there are warning signs up to a year after a woman delivers. I just just didn't know. And so, again, we're going to talk about those. So healthcare provider give your patient all the knowledge all the information all the pamphlets booklets that you can give her so that she is fully informed about what is happening in her body um, during her pregnancy and what could happen like so again those urgent medical um excuse me, urgent maternal warning signs so that she is aware of what could happen. And if she does experience some of those warning signs, she can get to her nearest hospital um, or get to your doctor's office or just urgent care somewhere where they can help her, you know, immediately. Respond to any concerns that your patient is having. Do not take a woman's concerns lightly. Do not look at this Black woman and say, I don't believe you because you know you're not experiencing that pain. You know your body can take more pain. Respond to her concerns. Listen and then respond in, in care, in respect, respond appropriately. Take care of your patients. That's what you're there for. Recognize, recognize, recognize any unconscious biases that you may have. We all have unconscious biases. We all have in our mind some stereotypes about certain groups of people that we believe to be true. Whether they're true or not, we believe them to be true. Okay, so recognize any unconscious biases you may have against black women. Respond. I already said that. Provide all your patients with the same quality of care. Respect the black woman, just like you would respect the white woman. Listen to the concerns of the black woman, just like you would listen to the concerns of the white woman. Respond appropriately and with all the medical care you can give to the black woman as you would the white woman. So treat all of your patients with respect, treat them equitably, okay? Treat them equitably. So let me get into these urgent maternal warning signs, y'all. It's a lot of them. It is a lot of them. So these warning signs can happen during the pregnancy and up to a year after the pregnancy. Wow, y'all! I'm telling you, having having children is so beautiful and is so wonderful, but it can also be a difficult period in a woman's life as it relates to her, you know, her physical health, her mental health, her emotional health. So, woman, if you are a pregnant woman just had a baby woman, if you are experiencing any of these urgent maternal warning signs, get to a hospital, get to your nearest medical health facility immediately, okay? Husband, boyfriend, father, uncle, sister, uh, auntie, niece, family member, friend. If you notice that your pregnant friend, your pregnant spouse, your pregnant girlfriend, your pregnant friend, uh, family member is experiencing these warning signs, Encourage them to get to a hospital immediately, okay, so that they can be taken care of. Headache that won't go away or that gets worse over time, especially if that headache is coupled with blurred vision or dizziness, that could be a sign that something is wrong with either you or with the baby, with your body, get it taken care of, okay? If you have throbbing to one side, Of your head right above your ear, oh, excuse me, right here, right above your ear, that could be a warning sign that something's not right. If your pain is suddenly like a clap of thunder, it's possible that something's not right. So pay attention, okay? Pay attention if you have a headache that just will not go away and gets worse over time, especially if you've taken your prescribed or chosen. Over the counter medication, you know, that's safe for you and your baby. If you've taken that and the medication, you know, you've taken it as as directed, um, and your headache still does not get better, that's a warning sign that something may not be right. Okay, all right. Dizziness or fainting. If you faint or pass out, something probably something 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 just ain't right. Get to your healthcare nearest care facility. If you have dizziness and lightheadedness that's ongoing over a few days and hopefully you won't let it go for weeks now but over a few days something may not be right especially if you're experiencing like gaps of memory loss during that time of dizziness or you know um lightheadedness and you have some memory loss within that time frame something may not be right okay so get to your Nearest health care facility, or if you need to, you know, if you can, if you have someone in the home that can get you there, of course, let have them take you, um, or if you happen to be by yourself, you know, call 911. Maybe there's a neighbor across the street you can call to come help support you as well, uh, especially if you have other children in the home so and so I'm gonna pause here to say have a have a plan like I didn't have this written down, but have a pregnancy plan like have a plan for your pregnancy, a plan for yourself, a plan for your children, just have a plan, have your bags packed and everything like that, but have a plan like we do not want anybody to have any. Um, pregnancy concerns, but have a plan in place in the event that there might be some concerns. Let your neighbors know. If you have neighbors that you can trust, let them know, like designate one or two of them, you know, to to take care of the kids. If you need to get to the hospital quickly, Um, they can, you know, come over and take or take the kids to their house, however you work it out. So just have a pregnancy care plan. I'm going to say, I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I really don't know. I'm just thinking about it now as we're going over these urgent, Um, make sure I say that the phrase right, urgent maternal warning signs, but just have a pregnancy plan In place for you and your family okay all right so if there's changes in your vision if you're seeing flashes of light or if you're seeing white spots your vision is getting blurry you cannot see clearly or you cannot focus or you're seeing double all right so flashes bright spots seeing double can't focus your vision is blurry even with your glasses on your vision blurry there's blind spots or you can't see at all for a short time that's a sign that something's not right. If you have a fever higher than 100.4, get your hind parts to a medical health care uh, facility, the closest one. You know, the closest one that you I guess, that I'll say that you can trust because maybe the closest one is not the best. I don't know. But uh, just get to the closest one that you can um, to to take to see, you know, make sure you're all right. Check on you and check on the baby. Um, if you have extreme swelling in your hands or your face, like your hands are hard, um, your finger you aren't, aren't able to like bend your fingers, you can't get your rings on. Um, if there's swelling in your face, it's hard to open your eyes because the swelling is so bad. Um, if your lips and mouth, if they feel swollen or you lose feeling in those parts of your face of your face, seek help. Okay, seek help. Uh and, and this goes beyond the normal swelling because we know women do swell, you know, by the bodies, you know, the body is adjusting. So we know that women do experience swelling during pregnancy. But if this is happening outside of that or out of the norm, like if your feet normally swell up this much and then they start swelling up that much, then something, you know, might be, might be happening that you need some medical help, medical help for Thoughts about harming yourself or your baby. This could be postpartum syndrome. And so if you feel like you want to harm yourself, if you feel like you want to harm your baby, if you're feeling thoughts of sadness, thoughts of hopelessness, thoughts that you're not good enough, if you are feeling extremely worried all the time, if you feel like you're, you're, just, you're lying in bed and you just don't want to get up to do anything, um, seek help. Seek, 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 um, seek professional help. If you're having trouble breathing, like if you feel shortness of breath, you can't, seems like you can't get enough air in your lungs to help you breathe. If you have trouble breathing while you're laying flat, um, that could be a sign that something is not going right. Okay. um, Now we understand that once you get to a certain trimester that is, is, you know, you're going to be laying on your back. <laughs> you might you might do need to prop up because, you know, you got a lot happening in the front part of your body. Um, but again, this is something going back to what I said earlier to know your body. So if it's something that's like, wait a minute, this is like laying flat, this, um, I can't breathe, something's just not going quite right, or it feels out of the norm, then, you know, seek help, seek help if you're feeling any type of chi- uh, tightness or pressure in your chest if you're pain or if the pain travels to your back your neck or arm you have a fast heartbeat or irregular heartbeat your heart is skipping a beat and you're feeling dizzy and faint and disoriented something might be happening get to your nearest healthcare facility okay um and we and we do understand that um, having a, a rapid heartbeat, you know, with the whenever you're feeling anxiety, you usually have a rapid heartbeat. If you're feeling um in a if you're in a, a situation of danger, like your fight and flight mode, then you'll have a rapid heartbeating. That's understandable. Like those are normal times that your heart beats uh, rapidly. But if you're just sitting on your couch or your feet up or just chilling You know, just relax and your heart starts beating rapidly, like for no apparent reason. It could be a sign that something is happening. So, you know, get that, you know, get it checked out. It's better to check to make sure that you're okay and that your baby's okay than for something to be happening and you don't get it checked. If you are unable to drink or eat for more than eight hours, excuse me, let me backtrack. If you're unable to drink for more than eight hours... If you're unable to eat for more than 24 hours, something might be happening. If you have not like unusual nausea, nausea, unusual vomiting, you know outside of morning sickness. Some pregnant women say that they never got morning sickness. Ooh, that's a blessing. But if it's nausea outside nausea and or vomiting outside of of what normally what is normal for you, um, again, unable to drink more or you uh, you have not drank anything more than uh, within an eight hour time frame. Um, let me say that right to make sure it's understandable. You are unable to drink for more than eight hours or eat for more than 24 hours um, if you're vomiting because you, you just can't keep any food out I can't keep any liquids down might be a sign that something is happening. Um, in addition to that, let me make sure I get this right. In addition to that, if you're, you know, during this this um, feeling of nausea, um, vomiting, if you have a dry mouth, headaches, confusion, fever, dizziness, or lightheadedness, like this combination, something might be going on with your body. If you have a sharp, stabbing, cramp-like belly pain that is persistent and does not seem to want to go anywhere, um, or if the pain starts suddenly and is very severe and it gets worse over time, you might want to get that checked out because we definitely don't want you to miscarry um, and we want you and the baby to be okay. Um, If you have, so while you're pregnant, if you have vaginal bleeding, You know, you might have a little spot here and there, but like vaginal bleeding, um, fluids are leaking from your vagina, not your water breaking, but just fluids start leaking from your vagina. Or if there is a foul odor uh, in in your vagina area, you might want to get it checked out because there could be something that has happened within your body. Um, um, This is after the pregnancy. If you have some heavy bleeding, because of course you're you're wearing your pants after you get pregnant to catch all the the, the aftermath. Uh, praise pray. after praise the Lord. Um, you're passing clots that are bigger than an egg, or if you have vaginal discharge that's, that's the, a foul odor, smells bad, could be a sign that something is 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 not going right in your uh you know your stomach area um in your womb or your vag- vaginal area and so you might want to get checked out because we don't want you to have any infections. You know, we wanna make sure that the all the afterbirth and every all the clean all the afterbirth, I'll just leave it there, is out of your stomach and and your you know everything's flowing well to get all nice and clean in your womb area. So we just want to make sure you're well. If you're experiencing any of those things, get to your doctor, your nearest healthcare um facility so that we can so that they can make sure you're okay. So we know that some women have experienced swelling, swelling of the legs, swelling of the feet. Um, but anytime during your pregnancy or up to six, week, six weeks after the birth and you are experiencing swelling, pain or tenderness in your leg, you're not able to flex your feet, you're not able to stand up, you're not able to walk. Um, the area is painful, red, swollen, or warm to the touch. Could be something is happening in your body and, and you, you want to get that checked out. So again, that's anytime during your pregnancy and then up to six weeks after if you're experiencing those symptoms, then get to your nearest health care facility. If you're feeling an overwhelming sense of tiredness, we understand that after you have a baby, you're tired. Your body has just gone through an experience. And you are, your body is resting and healing. And so we know that you're sleeping. You know, you're between feeding the baby, changing the baby. At least looking at, look, look using one eye to look at the other children. <laughs> using the other eye to look at your husband um, <laughs> or your significant other. You know, so we know you're resting, but in between, you know, everything that you're doing and you're resting. If you're feeling overly tired, even after you have slept for 8 hours 10 hours if 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 they let you <laughs> the baby let you but uh if you if you have slept have, have you if you have gotten a good amount of sleep and you still feel overly tired or if you feel sad again after you after you have your baby um if you feel so tired that you're not able to get up to care for your baby um, having chronic fatigue, there could be, that could be a sign that something else is happening in your body. And so again, get to your what? Your nearest health care facility, all right? So those, you all, are some urgent maternal warning signs that you should look for during your pregnancy and up to a year, y'all, up to a year after you have your baby, if you are experiencing any of those symptoms. Call your doctor, get to the hospital, get to the nearest healthcare facility so that they can check you out and make sure that you are okay. Make sure that you are okay. So that's all I'm going to share about that. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry, it's not. I got. I have one more thing to share. Let me make sure I gave you all the signs. I know that was a lot, but I wanted to make sure that you have the information again for yourself and for the ladies in your life who are pregnant or who are looking to get pregnant. So, I did not know that you can experience symptoms up to a year after your pregnancy. So like, I had no idea, but I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to have that information. And this, I did not know either. I'm going to take a sip. There is a documentary called Aftershock. It was released in... Oh, I think I took the year away. Mm, I took the year away, so I can't remember when it was released. But it's called Aftershock. It is a film, again, a documentary, uh, directed and produced by Paul Paula Islett and Tanya Lee, Lewis Lee. And it follows the family of two women who die um, due to childbirth, due to childbirth complications. So in October 2019, Shamani Gibson passed away 13 days after giving birth to her son. It is noted that she was ignored by medical providers, by her health care providers. Her concerns were ignored. Um... In April of 2020, Amber Rose Isaac, she died due to an emergency cesarean that stemmed from medical negligence. I have not yet watched the movie or the documentary, the film, um, but I will. I will watch it. And um, yeah. I wanted noted, um, I did write this uh, information down, uh, type this information. And usually when I say I wrote it down, I do writing and typing. So um, I have this noted that according to the World Health Organization, A maternal death is considered, and I quote, the death of a woman while pregnant or within 42 days of termination of pregnancy, irrespective of the duration and the site of the pregnancy from any cause related to or aggravated by the pregnancy or its management, but not from accidental or incidental causes. Um, I also wanted it noted that, whew, and I'm going to give you some more information about this. I also want it noted that I was on the um, March of Dimes website. They're, they have quite a bit of information about um, research and information about um, women and children as it relates to pregnancy, and um, they actually released a report that said more than a quarter of, of counties, more than a quarter of the counties in the United States, um, 36 of them have no obstetric, obstetric, excuse me, obstetric hospitals or birth centers and no obstetric providers such as gynecologists, obstetricians, or certified midwives, midwives or nurse midwives. Thirty-six percentual. More than a quarter count of counties in the United States have no obstet, obstet- oh. obstetric. <laughs> it's not a word that I say every day, so I gotta think about how to use my phonemic awareness and pronounce it correctly. Obstetric hosp- like hospitals or births. I I had no idea. Like I had that's a large number. For women not to have access to the care that they need, like that's huge. That wow, y'all, that's huge, y'all. These um, so these areas are called maternal care deserts. Maternal. Mm. Whoo! I did not know I was going to get emotional about this, even though I did look up the information before. Um, I read through it uh, before I came on. But anyway, these are called maternity care deserts, okay? Oof. Y'all, it's it's a lot, y'all. If you have a wife, a girlfriend, a niece, a daughter, a cousin, a family member, friend that's pregnant y'all please let's take care of them. Let's please help them. Let's please support them when they go to the doctor. If we can go to them, um, go with them to their appointments, go with them, take a notebook. Whenever I go to my doctor's office, I take a notebook. I also have a notebook on my phone. Cause sometimes I don't take my big notebook into the doctor's office. As a matter of fact, um, since the pandemic, I have not taken my notebook into the office. I've just been taking notes on my phone and have a journal there. Um, um, because I want to document the conversations that I'm having a, with my healthcare provider about my health, mainly because I'm not gonna remember it. <laughs> and because me and her talk about so much, uh, because I've had some health care concerns, more so over the last few months. We talk about a lot and I want to make sure I have everything documented. I also take my concerns. I have the uh, my concerns, my questions in the notebook as well, and so my doctor knows me so well. So after she takes my vitals and everything that's needed, she she'll look at me. She said, "What you got?" Because she knows I'm coming with questions, I'm coming with information. I'm coming because I, I it's only one Stephanie Humphrey. Well, there's other women named Stephanie Humphrey, but there's only one Stephanie Humphrey right here. <laughs> There's only one me, Stephanie Humphrey, and so I want to take care of myself so that I can be around as long as absolutely possible, Um, which makes me a little bit nervous with everything that's going on in the world just because, you know, we go to the grocery store, we go to the church, you know. So many things are happening in my world, but I'm going to take responsibility for my own health and well-being and do what I can to take care of me. So a pregnant woman or a spouse or a friend, uh, family member, take a notebook with you when you go to the doctor's office so that you can take notes of why um, the healthcare provider is sharing with you about the pregnancy, about foods that need to be eaten, about exercise that needs to be taken, medication that might need to be taken, whatever the case may be. Keep a and and I wrote this down. You all, I don't know if this is such a thing, but because I keep a healthcare journal, I wrote down. I want to tell you exactly what I wrote down. Keep a pregnancy journal. I think there is such a thing as a pregnancy journal. I really don't know, but keep you a pregnancy journal to document, you know, what your body is experiencing during your pregnancy, how you're feeling during your pregnancy. Uh, you know, just take notes of this journey that you're taking, especially if you're a first time mom. Take note of the journey, and then. Um, any pains or anything you might be experiencing, hopefully you'll go ahead and reach out to your healthcare provider, but document the time of day it's happening, document what you were doing, you know, um, because you might be moving something that you shouldn't be moving. So it got you a little pain here and a little pain there. So pay attention to what you're doing, know your body, document through a pregnancy journal um, so that you can share that information as needed with your healthcare provider to help you, um, you know, with your care. And y'all, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that is, uh, whoosh, whoosh, that's all I have to say about that. All right, y'all, let's do some self-care. We're going, I said an hour and a half, y'all. It's already 743. So I'm going to keep this, these yoga, um, chair yoga poses short and sweet. Okay, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. We're going to do some wrist stretches and shoulder stretches, and that's all we're gonna do tonight. i thought about us doing some side twists and bends, but we won't do that tonight. We'll actually incorporate that in as I show you more chair yoga poses. So again, once September comes, not September, but August comes, August tenth, um, you will have at least seen me do the poses and hopefully practice some of the poses yourself, so that we do the sequence that you'll be familiar with. The poses that I will be sharing with you during that sequence, okay? I'm gonna take a sip of what I'm drinking tonight, muscadine. About to say scorpion, y'all know I love send me some scorpion, but some muscadine. All right. So, I invite you. Now, if you prefer not to do any of the yoga poses, it's okay. You all, it's it's not for everybody. That's okay. Um and just know that this is at your own risk um doing yoga poses, whether it's floor yoga or chair um yoga, it is not a substitute for seeking medical care for your needs. Um it's definitely not a substitute for that. Um so make sure that you're taking care of yourself, okay? All right, so I would invite you to, I'm gonna stretch back a little bit so hopefully you can see me a little bit better. I would invite you to sit comfortably in whatever cheering you might be in. Again, find yourself in a comfortable seat and settle yourself in that comfortable seat. I invite you to, Soften your gaze or close your eyes if you wish to do so. I invite you to take, we're going to take three collective breaths together. So I invite you to take a deep breath in and deep breath out. As you take this next breath in, I would invite you to think of something happy. So deep breath in. And as you breathe out, drop your shoulders. Drop those shoulders just to relax those shoulders. Invite you to take one last breath, deep breath in. And breathe it out. If you like, you can open your eyes. I invite you to extend your left hand up and your right hand up. We're going to do some wrist bends. Let me fold my shirt down so that you can see my wrist bending. So We're just going to gently rotate your wrist around, just nice and slow. You can rotate them alternating the rotation or you can rotate them just forward, kind of a way up, like towards you in a way. If you work on the computer most of your workday like I do, or if you do a lot of writing for your job, then this is a good exercise for you to do, just to give your wrist a break, just to get some blood flowing in those wrists, just to give them some other movement besides that pen or that pencil or the tapping away of the keys. So just give those that rotating nice and slow. Or if you want to go a little faster, if that feels good for you, feel free to do that. Now we're just going to rest our hands right back on our thighs. Also, I did not tell you about your feet position. If your feet are crossed in front of you, I invite you to uncross them and to put your feet flat on the floor during this particular practice. If that is not comfortable for you, just stretch your legs out right in front of you as opposed to crossing them, okay? All right, thank you for that. Do what's comfortable for you. That's definitely my suggestion not to have them crossed, you know, as we're practicing these chair yoga poses. All right, we're extending both of our hands back up in front of us palms facing out, and then we'll slowly roll our fingers down, starting with our pinky, and then the ring finger, middle finger, and our um, pointer finger, and the thumb, and then we can open that back up and do kind of like a little wave with our fingers, getting some movement in the fingers as well as in the wrist. And then you can kind of move your fingers and your hands around right in front of you or right to the side, kind of like the flamenco. I <laughs> know the flamenco dancers, kind going to move your hands around and about, getting that movement in your elbows, getting a little movement in your shoulders, getting a little bit of movement in those fingers and in those wrists making sure that you're staying connected with your breath as you're moving your wrists and your hands all around. And then we'll take a few more rotations here, and then we'll gently move our hands back down to our thigh. Give a little shake to your shoulders if you like. Take a deep breath in. And exhale out. Now extend your left hand right in front of you, palm facing out, and we're going to take each finger, press it down with our palm, covering it with our thumb, and then we're going to turn our hand facing us in a way. I'm going to guide you through that. So pointer finger down, wrap your thumb around that pointer finger, face that palm towards you, and then face it back out. Release that pointer finger, take that middle finger down in your palm, wrap your thumb around it, and then turn that palm facing you, and that palm facing out. We're just rotating our wrist, giving us a little bit of movement here. Release that ring, or that middle finger, put that ring finger in your palm, wrap it around with your thumb very gently. Don't, that shouldn't feel any pain, or don't hurt yourself. Turn that palm facing you, and then turn that palm facing out. Release that ring finger and pull that pinky down into your palm, wrap it around with that thumb, face that palm towards you, and then face that palm out. Now release that pinky, give a little shake to that wrist, and gently place that hand right back on your thigh. Now we'll take our right hand up. I hope I said the left hand the first time. Take your opposite hand up. And then pull that palm facing out, put that pointer finger in your palm, wrap it around with your thumb, then turn, gently turn that palm toward you and gently turn it back out. Release that pointer finger, put that middle finger down, wrap it around with your thumb and turn that palm facing you and then that palm facing out. Release that middle finger, put that ring finger down into your palm, wrap it with your thumb, and then turn that wrist towards you, and then turn it back out. Release that ring finger, take that pinky down, wrap it with that thumb, and then turn the palm facing you, and then the palm facing out. Now release that pinky and slowly rest your hand back on your thigh. Give your shoulders a little shake if you like which leads us into our shoulder rolls. So if you just gently, very, very gently. Well, for me, I'm going to sit up just a little bit in my chair. I'm actually going to move a little bit, not too close to the edge, but just adjust my sits bone and just adjust my body. I'm going to keep my spine elongated. I'm just going to roll my shoulders very gently back. Those shoulders kind of go up close to the ear as much as you can get them without being in pain and just gently rolling them back. You know, you all, we hold a lot of tension, a lot of stress in our shoulders. So this is one way that we can release that tension. Now roll those shoulders forward. Making sure that you're staying connected with your breath. You're still connecting with each inhalation Mm. and each exhalation. Roll those shoulders forward. You can opt to alternate your shoulders rolling forward or alternate your shoulders rolling back. You can go nice and slow. If you think it helps you, you can, you know, pick up the pace. You do whatever feels right for you and comfortable in your body. Just making sure that there's no pain there. Just a nice, gentle shoulder roll. You can do just a few more of those at your own pace. And then we'll just sit back. Just rest those shoulders. Give a nice little thank you shrug to the shoulders. And now we're gonna, I'm going to sit up again just for this next um, shoulder roll. I'm going to just sit up a little bit just for my own self. You do what feels good in your own body. So touch your hands to your shoulders, one hand on each shoulder, and just gently roll your shoulders forward. Here we're getting a little bit of movement, not only in our shoulders, but a little bit more movement in our back and getting a little bit of movement in our elbows. So just gently, gently, gently roll those shoulders forward. When you're ready, you can roll those shoulders back. If you like, you can alternate the shoulders rolling forward or back. You do what feels good to you. Do what feels comfortable in your own body. Make, making sure that your shoulders remain down that you're staying focused on your breath. You can go nice and slow if you want to or you know you can speed it up if that feels comfortable and you know safe and secure for you. Alright now we're going to just you know relax back in our chair. Our hands go back to our our thighs. Mm. We'll take three collective breaths to end this practice. Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Deep breath in and a deep breath out. Last breath in and release it out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me in this practice. I hope that it was beneficial to you to help relieve stress, to help relieve tension in your shoulders, and maybe in your back. Um, you can incorporate those poses in your um, you know, in your own life if you so choose to. Just make sure that you're doing all of the poses nice and gently as not to harm yourself, as not to injure yourself. Um, make sure that you you know you are doing these poses at your own risk. Um, so any liability is your responsibility. Um, and so yeah, just just be gentle with your body, gentle with the movements if you choose to do them later. Okay. All right. So again, this practice was where the practice and the poses were done at your own risk. Just want to make sure that that's there. So you are aware of that. Um, And then again, if you chose not to, to do any practices, but just watch, that's okay too. You know, sometimes it's just good to know what you might can do to help your body feel better. And maybe this didn't help your body feel better. That's okay, because we are all at different levels in our health and well-being, you know. And so always, always, always do what feels right in your body. Do what feels comfortable to you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to remind you that we are still in the virtual lifestyle series. I'm going to take a sip. We are still in the virtual lifestyle series. Last, oops, excuse me. Ooh. Last week we had money matters. Be smart about it. Deacon Natasha Owens, y'all, she gave us some. I'm sorry, not last Thursday, the Thursday before. She gave us some wonderful information to get financially healthy. Go back and listen to the rebroadcast. It was amazing, you all. Next month on May 11th, we continue in our virtual lifestyle series with fit firm fabulous and fine fit firm fabulous and fine it's time to get your body you shake y'all by next week i'm i'm by next month i'm gonna have a song (laughs) i'm gonna have a song for that fit firm fabulous and fine My physical health. I forgot to add that party. And firm, fit, firm, fabulous, and fine. My physical health. Evangelist Darlene Jameson will share with us how to stay physically fit, and she's going to do a little uh, bit of a routine for us as well. So come prepare for that on May 11th. On June 8th, we have home ownership basics. It's time with Reverend Tawana Adams. She is a real estate agent. She is my real estate agent and she is the absolute best. She's going to give us some basics. If we want to purchase a home, if we are looking to purchase another home, she's going to help us start that. This is really um, foundational for new homeowners or first time home buyers rather um, to help support you in your journey of home ownership. But I'm pretty sure if you own a home, 5, 10, 15, 25, 35, 45 years, years, there's information that you can glean from this session. So join us on June 8th. And then July 13th, there will be a teaching on nutrition. I don't have a nutritionist or a individual that has, that's an expert in nutritional um, information. I don't have them ready yet, but by July, I'll have somebody and be able to share that information with you. And then August 10th, I will be teaching a cheer yoga class. I don't have a name for it yet, but hopefully by the next Thursday that I'm on, I can give you the name for it. And in uh, this September, y'all, is a programming break because uh, Minister Stephanie Humphrey, Stephanie Humphrey, the Stephanie Humphrey channel, I'm taking me a self-care break in September. If y'all want to donate to my self care fund, (laughs) feel free to do so (laughs) now. I'm just playing. Look, that one of my I look that comes from a a dear dear friend, and my she's like, you want to contribute to my fund? I love that, so I adopted that from her. But that's my self care month for myself. And then we do have programming in October, December, and November. All right, y'all. Oh, okay. So we are done. I want to say thank you for joining the Stephanie Humphrey channel, and sip and say with Stephanie. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your night. I hope you have a wonderful, safe, relaxing, fun-filled, and laughter. If you're having a party, if you're celebrating anniversary, birthday, or other special occasion, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful rest of the week, and then a wonderful weekend, and I will see you back here Lord willing, next week, y'all be blessed. Oops, don't forget to like and subscribe and share the broadcast with your family and friends. I appreciate it. Y'all be blessed. Thank you for joining the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. If you would like to view this podcast live, join us at the Stephanie Humphrey channel on YouTube live at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel, and share with your family and friends. Be blessed.